Thank you. It's good I to would, see you. I, I wouldn't want that to be our last interaction. That'd be a really awful last interaction. That'd be, be pretty bad. Like, you're like, Tommy Laren, done. That's done. it. Then no I never more. heard from Zell again. I'd be like, oh. Zell, come back. What if please? he thought that was a nice comparison? Like, he's a big fan. Like, oh, my God. That wouldn't be yeah, good That's either. worse. Yeah, no, that's that. It's yeah. all bad. That's no good. Very bad. Oh, don't do no, it. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that lady. Yeah, speaking of fucking ladies. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Hardly Knower. <laughs> my name is Professor Turtlepig. We're fucking ladies uh i'm joined by uh Zalesian slurp twerp how are you two doing hi i'm doing well how are you doing all right what you you're not gonna join in emphatically about lady fucking is that not who are you asking yes no, any anyone and no one responded so literally anyone but you know it's cool we have listeners um, tweet at us about about lady fucking? What do you? What? What is? The, what is this Actually, call to action here? What? <laughs> you know what? No one's ever tweeted at least. Well, that's not true. People tweet all the time. Uh, but I don't want this to be a thing we tweet about. I mean, go for it if lady you want. Fucking? Sure. Lady fucking? People tweet about lady fucking all the time. What are you? What are you well, <laughs> I'm not being in the mentions with these. Oh, I see. These that's these the particular issue. tweets. Um, sure. Follow your heart, listeners. I don't, don't don't listen to me. Follow I have your no heart. authority. Follow your lady fucking hearts. There you go. Perfect. Um, hey, we have Dan here. Uh, not not the Dan that was here a couple episodes ago. This is a different Dan. Yeah, a couple Hello. earlier. Yeah, a couple before that. What's up, uh, Asian Dan? How you doing, man? Going on, guys. How's everyone doing? Oh, you know, slapping dicks. Yeah, a little bit of Richard slapping. A little bit of Richard slapping. You know how it is. Um, so we haven't done an episode like this in a while, which I'm actually pretty excited about. Uh, but we uh, watched a movie uh, having to do with life, love, sex, and relationships. Um, and it's one of my favorite movies, actually. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Now, I want to just say one thing at the top of the show. I had to watch two movies this week for podcasting purposes. And, okay. uh Around the same time, but very different films. I watched this, Turtle Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Thank you, yes. And Triple uh, X. Oh, very different movie. <laughs> the, the Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's a not, not just agent. Porn. Is that not what you meant? You, you just... Correct. I wanted, for this show, I really felt the need to clarify that. Yeah. I mean, you never know. But I guess your other shows aren't like this show, right? So that's fair. No, um, it's, uh, we talk about Vin Diesel and not uh, videos featured of him in sounding as a sure. cardboard cutout. Very good. Um, so I guess <sighs> I had already seen the movie a couple times before him, but it had been, a, been a, several years since I had. Had any of you guys seen this movie before we watched it tonight uh, for, for, for this episode? I had never I seen had this movie. Literally got up from the couch watching it to come do this. It was nice. my first time watching it as well. Okay, very cool. Uh, so my I guess before time. we start talking about like its connection with like life, love, sex, and relationships, I guess just like as a movie, like what did you guys what did you guys think? Were there any things that you particularly liked or didn't like or anything like that? I thought my first impression was um, this movie is very out there, right? It wasn't like your typical romantic comedy movie that you're um, sure. used to. I don't and even I'm think not, that I'm it not, counts as a rom-com. I'm not sure that it yeah. counts as a rom-com. It's more of a suspense thriller, right? I would argue that it is absolutely a rom-com. think so? 
Yes, especially with the addition of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl within that era where the Manic Pixie Dream Girl was such a big thing, like in that year and the couple years in the future. I mean, we we're thinking about like um okay. uh like Scott Pilgrim versus the world and Ramona Flowers, right? Like uh Kate Winslet is the actress correct in yes, that uh, is Kate Mind? Yeah. Winslet. Um she's very much a manic pixie dream girl uh following it to 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 a t basically and like what that is um and i would say at the very beginning you believe that it is a rom-com at the beginning or even like a romantic movie or something to do with Mm -hmm. that so i don't don't know if it's technically a rom-com there is some comedy to it but you can't discount that it is romantic in a large in a large. Part I don't of think it. anyone was saying that it was a romantic. It's just rom com specifically has com as half of it, right? And that was not present was, in this movie. It was. It, it did seem to me like more of a romantic tragedy. Yeah, it, right. So what I'm saying is, that, like, it leads you to believe it's gonna be more of like a rom com. I'm not uh, saying. It, yeah, I'm not it does. It That's true. Is. Or like that's the way that it ends up being, but it like it leads you to believe that you're going to be into like a sure. rom com type scenario. Like like you have like a girl who is you know very eccentric and a guy who's very cup to himself, and like they go out on the ice and they have all these different like eccentric you know opportunities, and you think like this is going to be something like different than what it is, and uh, if, Ugh, until I mean shit hit the fan I was very convinced it was going to be just another Scott Pilgrim versus the world another like kind of just like off the wall yeah just kind of like an off the wall rom-com like some weird things are happening hold on what the hell does beaver pitch mean I don't know what that word beaver what that term pitch, means beaver, beaver oh <laughs> I was like, what is a beaver pitch? You're pitching something right into someone's cooter. Holy shit. Okay. Not a beaver pitch. Are you a beaver pitch? Because damn. Good. Very good. I don't get what does that mean. Damn. Like D-A-M. Because beavers build dams. Home run into the beaver. Damn. It's trying to be funny, but no, it's cool. It's not a big deal. Um. Yeah. Speaking of trying to be funny, uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think that the movie was trying to be funny. There is there is definitely some comedic parts here and there, you know, but like it's I don't just think misleading. That, you know, I for sure, no, purposefully, it's purposefully misleading yes. in the beginning to make you think it's like one story and it's about something completely different, and it's very for apparent sure. that it's about something completely yeah, different. Yeah, I kind of twenty minutes or so. Yeah, my takeaway from the movie was if I had to describe it in, in few words, it was it was kind of like a beautiful shit storm of a tragedy sure absolutely i love so i mean i like anything that kind of gets into like reality you you know like what is real what isn't real like i love those kinds of those kinds of movies those kind of stories stuff like that and since this one uh you know obviously played pretty heavily into uh you know like memories and what is real and what you know what what can be done and like kind of going in between the subconscious and the conscious mind and like all that other kind of cool stuff like that um like I loved it and the transitions between scenes where like I, every single time something cool happened, I had to point it out just because like it was it was so good and it's so beautifully done that it's not like not every single time they did something cool with a transition between scenes was it like overt. You know what I mean? Like you kind of like mm-hmm. had to like pay attention to really absorb everything that was happening. Yes. Super cool. Right. Yes. We were in like super, super quick. For those who have not watched it, I think uh, for most of us, it was our first time Turtle Pig. Could you give like a brief synopsis on 
on what the movie is like about really quick for any of the listeners who like aren't aware of what we're talking about really quick. Sure. So Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a romance tragedy, uh, essentially. Uh, but it's it's a really interesting kind of like sci-fi take on it. It seems like it's modern day and everything's kind of normal. There's no weird kind of like fancy tech or anything like that. But there is a technology around that is able to go in and isolate and remove the memories of a particular person from from your brain and so the main character played by jim carrey finds out that his um ex-girlfriend uh erased him from her memory because they went through a really bad breakup and it was rough mm -hmm. and he then decides to go and go through that same process and have her removed from his memory and the majority of the movie plays through like him in the middle of getting his memories erased trying desperately to hold on to the memories of this girl because he he changed his mind essentially and yes. then so there's a little bit of like tarantinoing the story the timeline because there's a little bit of like they showed the future first and then they went back and then you know like all the kind of like going back between timelines and stuff but um it's it, it's essentially talks about the meeting the the bulk of the movie is inside of the memories that are being erased and then there's a little bit of the aftermath of what happened what happens next yes. so that's what the movie's about um thank you yep for sure yeah, uh, accurate. Slurp, what about you? Any 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 thoughts on the movie? I guess before getting into like just the a, relationship bits just about a it, general like, just as a movie, as yeah. like a guy that has watched movies. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. This is the first time I'd seen it. I I knew what it was about, like the the memory uh, getting the mm -hmm. memories removed stuff like that. Uh, so I kind of like I had an idea, like an idea going in what to expect uh, in terms sure. of like the sci-fi kind of elements about it. Uh, I thought the the memory, they did a lot of fun camera work and uh, yes. cinematography and regarding like the transitioning through um, memories. And there's a lot of like fun little things like in the background. Like you said, like you really have to pay attention to notice some of them. Like they're just little details. Um, okay, for one particular scene, it's towards uh, the end. They're in like the, uh, the bookstore where mm -hmm. she was like, uh, adjusting books and uh, through like each shot progressively uh the books become like flipped inside out or not inside out, uh like turned around so you can't see like the the spine you just see like the pages and it's like so it's colorful and then it progressively gets wider and wider and wider to, uh, to the end of the scene it's like everything every book is just stark white yep so there's yeah, a lot yeah. of instances of uh them using like cinematography to to show how like fragile memories could be in general. Sure. And the audio plays just as much importance as, as the visuals do, because there's a lot of instances where like parts of the, what, what's happening in the real world are kind of leaking into uh, the, the, the memory state. And then also just like memories from different times are connecting to the one that you're currently in. Right. right. And like straight into the dialogue a, mm -hmm. as well all of the time. So like you can connect it, you know, pretty well back and forth. Yeah. So as a movie, I fucking love it. I mean, it just has, it has romance, it has tragedy, it has some disturbing parts where the faces kind of get erased, which I fucking loved. I thought that was super cool. It has really clever cinematography and um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much to like. And, and, and like, it shows love in a, I feel realistic. Um, in a realistic, but not necessarily a pessimistic kind of way. I mean, like you, you can look at it in a way to not it to, to not see it as like love is futile, right? right? Like I feel like 
you can get that from the movie if you choose to take that from the movie, right? But there's there's other ways to interpret it for sure. It's definitely not an idealistic relationship either. For sure, right? absolutely. And it, like it very well paints it very well paints the relationship as a, a a rough relationship, and it's not something really to like. I think you see like in a lot of like romance or even romance tragedy movies, like a relationship to like look up to, sure, and like look like look toward the future for and like while the love between the two main characters is like a very strong one and like whatever doesn't mean that it's like a healthy love per se either and i would argue that it's a it's a really unhealthy relationship yeah that was one of my yeah that was one of my talking points i wrote down for discussing this movie one of them was a relationship compatibility question mark joel and Mm -hmm. clem sure yeah as, as a as a completely quiet and more shut off kind of person and then somebody that literally just like thrusts the world you know thrusts her mind out to everyone you know who's who is willing to listen essentially um you know there's a big difference there there's there's one thing i want to note on that too though is that like the majority of what we see are memories from joel's point of view which makes it like how much of, of this is, is is a bad narrator you know kind of situation right um because like at the end, like we see Joel as this like super nice guy. And like very rarely do we see like the outbursts or do we see, you know, like any kind of like negative things that he says. But then whenever you listen to the tape recording of what he's, I mean, like he is biting. I mean, like yes, that, that th- those are some, some really intense fucked up shit that he says in there. And so it, you know, it begs the question then like what, what did Joel look like from Clem's point of view? You know, if we were to go into her memories and see what it was like there, right? Just because like the way that the the human mind like works like that, right? Like we remember the really damaging things more so than we remember the good things in life. It's just, it, it sticks with us a lot more, you know? For sure. But then I also like on the opposite side of that, sure, we see all these like great, wonderful memories. Like we see all of like the more difficult memories at the beginning and that they end it's like they're the good memories you want to hang on to that but like those good memories also do not discount at all the really shitty memories really shitty things that were sure. said the shitty things that were done and i think there's definitely something to be said for like sure opposites can attract and that's why i think they were together in the first place but that doesn't mean that opposites can stay together long term um, because at the end of the day, somebody who's extremely outgoing, being with somebody who's extremely introverted, mm-hmm. um, it takes a lot of fucking work. I'm not saying that it's not possible, but just with the extreme outgoingness and with the extreme introvertedness and like whatever, like opposites can attract to a certain point, but after after the point of attraction and like the quote-unquote honeymoon phase if like that's like a thing for you if you believe in that I honestly just think it's people being attracted to each other and they're just realizing faults and deciding it's too much for them but I digress uh I don't know I just feel like they just aren't meant for each other in general and while it could be a beautiful wonderful thing in their moments and they had those good times they just weren't meant for each other and they aren't to the point where they literally both erase each other's memories from each other. Like that's not a healthy relationship. If you're like going to that extent, right. We're like, Oh, my girlfriend erased my memories and I'm going to erase my memories of her. Like yeah, you're not meant to be first. together. Like this is a, this is a toxic relationship. I don't care how good some moments were or like whatever, like 
there's an issue here that y'all just are not ready for. And both of them are not ready for commitment. Very obviously, you know, like this is the second time that like some of these people have gone through this, like this whole situation just proves like to me that like, sure something can be beautiful for a second but that doesn't mean that it's going to continue being that way just because like you have good moments with the technology that's available though i mean like i don't think it's like i i feel like a lot of people like in the 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 the, the phase of like deep sorrow after a breakup you know would go through like if, if that technology was available i think people would take it more often you know i've and, never once been like wow that was such a shitty breakup i want to forget everything about it and not learn from you, it but though. this doesn't you know, exist like, in our world that's i mean like that's the thing right like it's it's, it's, it's hard around the table like, i just feel like you'd have to be like in a really specific point like in a really specific set of mind to do that. Like you'd have to be like a certain type of person to get like an AI sex bot. I just don't feel like your run of the mill person going through a breakup is going to go get their mind erased. You know, I would have, like I would have considered it very, after it takes one of a very, my breakups. Right. But it takes a very specific breakup or a specific uh-huh. type of person to do that. That's not something you just do like, Oh, that was like a breakup, you know, like it takes either like a lot of trauma from a relationship to want to erase it right so the other person caused you trauma or you're not mature enough to deal with it so you erase it so like that's like i see kind of like kate winslet's character being the type that erases because she can't handle it and i see jim carrey's character erasing it because he can't deal with the fact that he's erased right and so like it's it's two different reasons for it and in both instances Mm -hmm. i i just think that it's you could consider it, you could think about it, but like in their reality of it, completely erasing your mind and having somebody break into your house, like considering these kinds of things, eh, of course it's like sci-fi and like whatever, but like to really actually like think and go through it and pay somebody to do that takes like some hard fucking trauma or like a certain kind of person. Perhaps some and, emotional instability as well. Right. And like, yeah. you shouldn't be getting your brain erased if you have such an emotional instability that you can't deal with a breakup without getting your mind erased. Right. So I just think like this whole, like the whole, everybody involved is just kind of like taken advantage of by the doctor, you know? Sure. He, he turned out not to be the best. No. Well, none of them, yes. are, right? Like yes. no character came yeah. out clean in this, right? No. But, I think from our point of view, then yeah, obviously it's gonna it's going to seem extreme is 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 the thing, right? But like I don't know, I I just I'm not sure if that I I, I don't know I don't know I, like this is this is like a universe kind of situation like discussion well, more right. so right it's all whatever. sci-fi but, whatever but yeah because yeah I just I just I don't know if if that's how because everyone seemed pretty not that weirded out about it you know like that's that's the thing right like it wasn't like this like big you know like huge kind of thing there were regulars amount of customers that were coming in and out of there pretty often you know like so it's not like it's hard to judge it based on our you know mentality but i mean like that's what what else can we do that's all that we have to to use right um so we we brought up a little bit of the 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 supporting characters just now so what do you guys think about uh some of those those other characters uh, so, really, <laughs> it was so cool seeing a, a young Bruce Banner born for his gamma accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Ruffalo did a great job. I thought 
Ruffalo was like the closest thing to like a, a clean character that came out of yes. everything. But like still, I mean, like he was irresponsible with work. Absolutely. But I mean, like as far as like mistakes that people have made, he was probably yeah. the one that made the least amount of mistakes, maybe. Oh, but then man. he did cover for his boss. I yeah, disagree. See, I disagree. Was he not the least? Who would be the least? I would say Jim Carrey's character would be the least. I, I mean, still don't think that he's as clean as he as as we think he is. Is 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 the thing for what's shown though? It's for what's shown sure. though. I, and for no, what we kind know, of because we're Mark it's kind Ruffalo's of hinted from what from what yeah okay from Sorry, what we're on. shown and from what we know, Mark Ruffalo's character uh, blatantly goes in does not care about the person that they're working on, does not care about the patient, brings in random people, drinks, smokes a bunch of fucking weed, invites his girlfriend over, gets so high that he's dancing on top of his patient naked, has sex naked on top of his patient, basically, with, like, his girlfriend. And, like, and then, like, on top of all of this, right, finally, like, gets out of there and is, like, whatever. And then the doctor's wife pulls up. And what does he do when the doctor's wife pulls up? He fucking honks the horn so that hopefully his boss gets off of his coworker slash girlfriend. He just banged. That he just banged? Like, and, and he covers for this other asshole who stole panties from this other patient of theirs and it's just like oh ha ha you stole the panties that's fucked up but like i'm still gonna let you go on this date and go save her and go be with her right now because this isn't some sort of like no he's just as bad because he continues to cover he continues to like be okay with all this like enablers are just as bad as those who are doing the actual shit so like yeah i definitely see him as one of the major bad characters in all of this like and jim carrey for like all i saw and all that was presented within the movie right and like the Uh. evidence that we are given within the movie he is like obviously he fucked up too and like he has his own issues but i would say that he is the least problematic in my opinion of all the characters that are presented other than maybe like the doctor's wife but even then she fucking knows about the brain being erased and whatever so i still put her below jim carrey oh because she knew about mary's she's a fucking enabler too and she knew about mary's brain being wiped the first time and like oh honey and it is cool you know like there yeah, no, they're enablers are just as bad as as the abusers, in my opinion. So, like, yeah, no, I mean, enablers enablers do have fault, but I don't think I wouldn't put Stan as in bad of a light as I would Patrick. Oh, agreed Ooh. for sure. Patrick oh, is, well, is the worst. I mean, I Patrick think, is absolutely you know. awful. Yeah, Patrick Roto is absolutely Chico's, the worst. Yeah, he yeah. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was one. That was one of my. Uh, that was one of my uh, talking points I had written down for um, this movie was the uh, repugnance factor in all this. Mm-hmm. Just like, sure. and then the the within that um, point there was Mary finding out that she had been wiped before, and mm-hmm. number number two, and this was like obviously underlined like WTF Patrick, like literally yeah. using, literally Elijah using Ward, yeah. a oh. patient's memories to to, get with, to date yeah. slash seduce the patient's ex-girlfriend <laughs> like I, well, yeah taking yeah taking the identity of one patient to so, seduce so, another so i was gonna ask you guys um what patrick did to joel's character is that mm-hmm. technically stealing intellectual property i would say it's definitely identity theft and like intellectual property in like a sense because if i write a book 
Uh-huh. And somebody reads that book and presents it as their own, they're stealing my intellectual property, whether or not I've publicized it. Right. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, I would say he's, he's absolutely like participating in identity theft to a point where he's taking somebody's entire personality, taking their journal entries, taking word for word, you know, using the same pet names. Oh, no, tangerine. tangerine. The, the tangerine thing made me so oh. mad. I'm like, dude, you, you're literally using somebody's playbook, essentially. Yeah. Right? Yep. 100%. Yep. And the Mary yeah, so those, situation. Those, oh. The 20 pages that were ripped out of the notebook. I, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's like, uh, and then you like see it. That, that's what yeah. he's going through and using. It's so fucked. Uh, Mary's situation. I mean, really anyone that has to discover that they've lost a part of themselves, you know what I mean? Is like that, that realization has got to be really, really fucked up and really jarring. Right. I you see like, it on all of their faces on Mary's yeah. face, on Clem's oh. face, you know, uh, on Joel's face as he starts to realize whenever the tape is being played in the car, you know, all that stuff. So you see, uh, like there is a, a significant part of my life that has been removed. And even if they signed up for it, it's like, did they, like, did they really know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like that's why. I mean, like the the, the doctor, you know, for even for for this kind of technology, even like kind of existing, you know what I mean, is 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 a huge is a huge problem and is and is a big big issue on on, on that, right? Just because, like, who can who can ever really understand exactly what they're signing up for, as far as like removing a part of themselves, you know? For sure. It did sure. make me. It did make me think, though. Even right before that scene, um, in which it was revealed that Mary had had her memory wipe, mm-hmm. halfway through the movie, I was thinking to myself, if I worked at that clinic, would I not have some thoughts running through my head like, "Huh, I wonder if I've ever had my memory erased?" Because I work right. at a memory memory erasing like, clinic. Why like, how I would I advantage? know? Why wouldn't I take advantage? Because I mean, you know, people who work you know, plastic surgeons take, you Uh know, advantage of getting like Botox for cheap. You know, I worked at like a Sally. So I took advantage of getting like hair dye for cheap, you know, like you work at like a tattoo shop and you get to get some like tattoos for cheap or whatever. So like agreed, like you would think at some point, like, Hmm, I wonder like if I've gone through this. Sure. And like, how would that like thought pass through or would you just assume like, because you're working there, would you assume like, oh, I'd obviously never go through this because I see what happens to everybody, right? Sure. So like, would you maybe think in your head, like, obviously I wouldn't do this and convince yourself that. Well, no, I would didn't. be thinking to myself, has this ever happened to me? Because if it did, I wouldn't really know. You know what right. I mean? So I I think I, I think if I worked there, I would just be constantly paranoid, like, man, what if I've done this before and I'm right. helping other people? Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a receptionist there. So like, I'm literally filing people's appointments to have the same thing done to them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I think I'd be trying to convince myself that I hadn't. I think when I was like, if I was working at like that sort of place, I'd have to just like every day, just like convince myself, like I haven't done this because I know what happens to people. And like, I've seen the bad outcomes, like, I can't imagine that was her first. Was that actually probably that was she mentioned it was her first time yeah. like, seeing like all the stuff happen, right? Yeah, but she doesn't know because but she doesn't know how 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 does she even know if that is because her brain is so it's just like 
I don't know. I guess you would have to just like assume going into work every day that like you had had your memory wiped at some point, right? I or would you have to convince yourself that you would never do that sort of thing? I think I think it would depend. I think it would depend on the individual because like touching base with something you said earlier, like, you know, you'd have to be a specific type of person and whatnot to even consider this procedure. Like, like I know for me personally, like this isn't has this is nothing to do with like or go through a trauma. Yeah, right. Like, like because for me, like, you know, in my younger years, I would have considered like wiping out all memory of my father you know what i mean so this people this do it for right. more so than just relationships so right right like, of course yeah that's what i'm saying like a trauma too like i'm not mm-hmm. saying you have to be a specific type of person only i'm saying you have to be a specific type of person or go through a trauma not necessarily like a relationship trauma but like a, there would have to be a trauma to make you because like mm-hmm. I, I feel like we've all been through some shit that we would like to forget absolutely doesn't mean yeah. it's like a relationship sort of thing but i mean there's definitely something that we would all consider wiping from our brains and it's due to trauma not due to just like i want to move on to the next thing and that's kind of what i'm getting at with like kate winslet's character Mm -hmm. is that she's doing it to kind of like get onto the next thing but like jim carrey's character is more so like on our level where it's getting over a trauma kind of thing so there's like two different like reasons but i'm not also discounting that Kate Winslet's character has not gone through her own trauma. And that's also why she's doing it. I just feel like hers, like she says multiple times in the movie, I'm impulsive. I'm impulsive. I do these sorts of things, you know, like she, she reiterates that like, this is like the kind of thing that she would even like do. Like she, she hints at it or even like explicitly says like, well, like this is, I'm impulsive. Like expect me to forget you expect me to move on. Like, like it's very much for her. And and Jim Carrey's character is it, the whole time very like weird about it. Like the only time you hear him like even confident about it is in the tapes, right? Like you don't yeah. actually see that confident. I don't like this person. I don't want to be this person until it's like listening back to the tapes. I liked I liked Clem's character because I mean, first of all, Kate Winslet did a great job portraying Clem's yeah. character. And one of the one of the I am. Um, took a screenshot of one of my favorite quotes from her um, from the movie, because it just kind of shows that she's always walking around with a chip on her shoulder and that she's like hiding her vulnerability behind an aura of anger. She, mm-hmm. she, she, she says uh, too many guys think I'm a concept or I complete them or I'm going to make them alive, but I'm just a fucked up girl who's looking for my own peace of mind. Don't assign me yours. She says that twice. Yeah. Too. And I thought, I thought that was just like a great example of like just her character in general Mm -hmm. and then how you know that kind of like she was almost like violently too violently passionate and that kind of clash with joel's just very reserved nature or at least the reserved nature that we were led to believe that we right that we were shown well and it was funny because like it's weird because like joel seems so like just not hands off about hands, he's so hands off like he would rather he would rather in a given moment write about something in his notebook instead of like actually like experiencing or interacting with the person because mm-hmm. you kind of saw it when they were in the train and he was just 
you could tell he was more com- he was more comfortable drawing or writing something about her even though she was just act- she was actually there he could have interacted with her he could have spoken to her right she was right next to him and he was like sorry i gotta get back to this and she's like oh like i'm sorry and he just wants to be like watching it instead of being like a part of it yeah it just it just makes me it just makes me wonder like what was the initial attraction between the two of them in the first place because like i don't know i and i kind of want to have that's i mean that's that's what it is right i mean like it's it's you you see something that you don't have in another person and uh, that is interesting and exciting to to somebody mm-hmm. you know what i mean okay. and so like that's like that's the idea of like the opposites so attract opposites kind of attract but it doesn't mean that they can be stable for long term for sure like, yeah absolutely so it's interesting it's fun it's wow you're so much this and oh my gosh you're so much that but then once you spend the long-term time together it's like you okay, have to compromise cool. it's like, it's not it's not going to stay like it, yeah exactly it can't just be those opposites constantly there has to be some compromise or it just falls falls completely apart did you guys did you guys at any point in the uh, movie were you ever rooting for their relationship to work or did you get just bad vibes from the very beginning okay yeah Turtle could attest to this. The first time I watched uh, was last night and he came over and watched it with me for the first time. Uh At the beginning, I was very, very anti-Clem. I was like, fuck this bitch. Red flag, red flag, red flag, run away. Get out of there. Go. Like, uh, I don't like her. Right. But then there was that moment of realization where it's like, she's getting fucked over. He's getting fucked over. This other bitch is getting fucked over. They're all getting fucked over. Like, and so like when they were like, so at the beginning, I very much was anti-Clem and Mm. was just like, you, you need to get away from her. She's toxic. She's awful. She's going to ruin your life. She's going to break your heart. Like, it was just like, Joel, can't you see? Like, she's going to hurt you. I felt really, really bad for Joel at the beginning. At the end of it, I just ended up feeling bad for everybody really who was involved in all of the bullshit so like i was rooting for joel to keep onto the memories and i was rooting for them to like not necessarily be together because again i don't think that they belong together i don't Agreed. think they work together i don't think that they should be in a relationship to that extent however i do I do not feel like they should be erased from each other's memories. And I feel like they both learned a lot from each other in that relationship. And so having the memories erased is not something that I was like rooting for, you know? It makes me, it makes me wonder at the end, it made me wonder if they were willing to like work out through their relationship. It goes off the rails and they want to do another memory wipe again. Right. And the they future. just keep repeating this and it's like a groundhog day for like, ever. so they're, they're stuck in this, like uh endless uh, perpetual memory loop. erase mm-hmm. loop, loop i was like get I together felt... erase each other get together erase each other and yeah. at the end like I, I had to sit down and ask myself like who was the real bad guy of this movie was it joel was it clem was it the doctor i mean there was a lot like i kept saying I it throughout the movie no was that real everyone guy everyone came out looking dirty in this like everyone came out looking none of them are innocent for sure i agree with that especially Um, patrick especially especially patrick Patrick. i'd say patrick and the doctor and the assistant and were like the worst 
think so? So the people that work Patrick, there. Patrick, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, Patrick the doctor and like the assistant, Elijah Wood's character or whatever. I think those three were like the worst, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, it's pretty wishy-washy because yeah. it's it's a, just a lot of like yeah young bruce banner was just uh up. just irresponsible yeah to answer you just had bad before, worth ethics to, to answer your question about what you uh uh what is it like were you rooting for people at the end or anything like that yeah. um I was rooting for them to try, you know, and I think like that's that's it. It seemed like that's the direction that it's you know kind of going towards. Um, but like just the idea of like, well, let's 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 erase this, you know, forever. You know, that's not how life works, and that's not how it, sh- how it should be. They do have like these remnants of the memories that are still kind of like like somewhere in there enough to bring them back together, you know, again. Um, and the acceptance, like you see, and that's that's the other thing is that like they have that extra piece now than they did before where before I feel like they were like trying really hard like they wanted to have like this perfect kind of thing and they kept shooting for like either one person's idea of an idealized relationship or the other person's idea of what a perfect relationship is going to be but like at the end of it they kind of had this acceptance of like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get bored and I'm gonna want to you know do other things and you're going to get annoyed with me and you're gonna get frustrated with me and the response which is my favorite line is just okay you know, it's just kind of like the acceptance that like, like love is love is dirty and it's 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 work and it's going to be difficult, you know, sometimes and that's that's okay, you know, and and so I I like that idea. I like that kind of, um, I guess, like view on love more because like love is work, you know, like love, love is absolutely work. Like it's, it's not, it's not terrible or awful or, or, or backbreaking all the time. It shouldn't be. If it is, then that's an issue. But like love is is work and it's not perfect and it's not always pretty and and that's okay you know um yeah 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 i feel really strongly about that and i that's that's i mean that's one of my favorite things in this movie is like that those last three lines of like our it's going to be hard and the response is okay by both of them you know and it's just like all right yeah yeah i feel like the movie wants you to root for them to get back together so i kind of feel like joel's friend shouldn't have let him know that clem had her memory erased yeah david cross really goofed up yep yeah there was a lot of good actors in this too i mean i I mean like it was it was really just well done kind of all around i don't really think there was anyone that i was like i don't like i don't like what they did with their role you know well, it's funny. It's funny because I watched um, a brief interview of the director of mm. this movie, and uh, you can tell there's a lot of his personality in Joel because he's also like a super reserved, almost an antisocial guy who doesn't like to be in the limelight at all. Gotcha. So th- that was pretty interesting to see. And like, <sighs> I don't know. I like. I think for me, and I'm I'm thinking about your rom-com episode where you describe relationships as a relationship porn Mm -hmm. for some reason i just had some brief flashes of like that episode whenever i was watching this movie and it's like man no matter how old i get like i watch romance movies just like rooting for the romance to work and like halfway expecting like this awesome happy ending they're often designed 
for that very uh, outcome. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and I think, that, I mean, that's why, I don't know. I mean, like, that's why I liked the ending in this one was because, like, it was optimistic, but it wasn't, like, sunshine and roses either. You, you know what I mean? Like, this was a very much like a, like, this is, if if we try this, like, it will it will be tough sometimes you know we'll have our good moments and we'll have tons of bad ones too you know um and i think that's that's way more realistic as far as like your expectations of what a relationship is going to be right it's you know it's it's like i said it's it's going to be work i mean there'll be there'll be tons of awesome times too there should be if there isn't then that's a bad relationship you know but which is funny, right? It's 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 very interesting to me how something that is rooted in science fiction can bring together such a like realistic, uh, it, you know, like a uh, uh, lesson from the end of it. Which is funny, right? That 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 something so outlandish is able to kind of bring it back home and relate it even more so than just a regular ass story, right? Yeah, I did. I did like how this movie was mainly a suspense. I wouldn't say a suspense thriller, but like um, they were able to take elements of a romantic tragedy and just like put in just some droplets of sci-fi mm-hmm. and a it, little like, bit of horror went, every now and then. Like yeah. there was definitely some some very like creepy, weird, creepy moments. Creepy moments, yeah. Maybe some exactly. like uh, some Doctor Who vibes with like the the faceless. Sure. Mm-hmm. For anybody out there, listeners who uh, have watched Doctor Who with the episode where the faces uh, get wiped away same fucking thing i really i really enjoyed that scene where he's um taking a trip down memory lane in his mother's kitchen and he's hiding under the table that was so good that was oh my gosh so well done i almost cried there yeah there was a there was a lot of times i was definitely choked up because it was one of those movies that just like really pulls at like some really like deep-hearted feelings i suppose that you don't like necessarily always pull out Mm-hmm. Just like, oh fuck! Like that kind of hurt me in my belly button, you know. Sure. There's a lot of relatable moments in this, you know, like just just because mm-hmm. like a lot of people have experienced something similar. Some uh, the deep seated like humiliation as a child, whenever like he was bullied and forced yeah. to come you know, like oh that was like, too real. Anyone that's been bullied, you know, before anything like that, I mean, like yeah. that digs up some really mm-hmm. like fucked up fucked up feelings. Um, I'm sure many viewers as well, you know, had something they thought back. To, to, a, to an event or, or or a few in their mind whenever that happened. Like I, yeah, I, vivid thoughts came, came back to mind. Yeah, you know? I think, yeah, any one of us who has been bullied can think of not an exact moment like that, but something very, very similar where you're put on the spot and then immediately degraded and put down for being put on the spot and doing what you were asked, begged, and basically egged on to do until you cried you know like like we all have for those who have been bullied (laughs) we all have that memory or or a few of those that just it's just like fuck that hits his close and that feeling that like nobody has your side nobody's got your side nobody's got your back kind of thing yeah yep it will it it also kind of made me sad because like i felt like his interactions with clem in his memory world were probably better than, than any recent memory he had with her, right. like any actual real life interaction. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the ones that he was remembering that were most recent right at the beginning, I mean, those were brutal. You know, I mean, those were, those were, those were rough. Those are very difficult. Um, End you know, of relationship was, memories often are. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like that's to be expected. 
I don't know. It like the movie the movie for me hit me very heavy from the start because you see like the opening credits is where, you know, you see that first initial scene, he drops her off at the apartment, and then as soon as the credits are done, bam, Jim Carrey's character is just like in tears. And I was like and I sat back and I'm like, Oh man, this movie is not happy. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not a happy movie at all. It is not. It is not. Uh yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, too, the, I'm about, too used to movies like Rome, like uh, definitely maybe or fucking Wedding Crashers or something. <laughs> sure, yeah, no, you know me. I love the weird, the weird movies. Those are the fun ones for me. Um, but the um, w- w- when you mentioned about like the feeling of like not having anyone by your side, you know, and it's mm. funny because like that kind of like echoes throughout because like he's been so close to this one person for a long period of time. And, you know, this happens a lot of times with relationships um, where like you, you get, you attach yourself so completely to somebody. And then in your mind, when that person is gone, like when, especially in the memories, when they're being taken away, you are left in like a, a blanket of white with, there's nothing there, but you, you and your thoughts, you're alone. There's nobody else with you because you've done nothing but attach yourself to this person for so long. So when they go, like you go as well with them. And it's like, so who am I now? Like, where yep. do I even start? Like, this is who I've been. This is who I've been with. This is who I've been around. Like who even am I without this person? And it's really hard and relatable place to be. And thankfully I haven't been in that place in a long time because like i know better now yeah you know than to attach my entire person to like another person i think for a long time i thought that that's what love was i thought that's what we're told like you know i think growing up i was taught like you know if you love somebody they'll love you and if you don't do them wrong they won't do you and just care about them and love them and like everything will work out right and like you can get through anything so like i definitely like used to throw myself completely at people and be 100 about them and enamored with them and my whole life would revolve around who they were and what they liked and you know like as i've gotten older and i've been through like more i've realized like doing that is so detrimental to your own like mental health and to your own like personal sense of being. Yeah, I guess I'm a baseball fan now. You're right. Be really to the Mariners, right? Yeah. Or, or the Mets, <laughs> you know? Like it's just we attach Wait, ourselves why, so much. Why are you like... so upset about the Mets? Yeah, she hates the I, Mets. Because obviously I was with somebody who liked the Mets for a while. Oh. Now I'm not with them. So I didn't realize the baseball thing was accurate. I was just yeah. truly totally just pulled a random, It totally is though. Uh, like like I've gotten interest. myself like, it's very like involved funny. in like interests that like I don't necessarily enjoy or like, but I become about that because that's like who I like who I'm a bit with of that is fine. Kind of, like, but... like I understand like starting to enjoy or be okay with or like picking up on other person's interest but to be like oh yeah now I'm like into this like I fucking pretended like I was I really tried I really tried to get into it and I was just like why am I even fucking trying like this isn't something I'm interested in like and again as I've gotten older I've realized like my partner or partners can have their own interests and they can have things that they like and I don't have to like them. I don't have to be interested in them. I don't have to involve myself in them. All I have to do is be supportive. 
just meet halfway like, with stuff. Fuck you know? Yeah. Like, you know. I love that you love softball. Softball is super great for you. I don't know. I'm just trying to like think of like a random thing that I don't have yeah. any relation towards. Right. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's good to know though. If you, if you have a bad relationship, you can just. Right. So, like I can let you enjoy Sweet. your softball and I'll be over here and enjoy my Skyrim or my makeup or like whatever it is that like my partner doesn't enjoy. And like, we can have mm. those like things and like whatever i don't know long story longer you don't need to be the person that you're with or have every single thing in common with them but you also don't want to be exact opposites you want to have a middle ground you want to be able to relate on things and also be able to have your time apart because if you can't be your own individual person it makes it so much difficult so much more difficult when anything else happens when you have to be away when you know, life shit happens, family shit happens, whatever. Like you still have to be able to be your own person 100% of the time. You can still rely on help and whatever, but like, you have to just be, you have to have your own tools in, in, in your, in your pocket, I suppose. Aside from the self-defense reason that you're, you're mentioning now, or like the self-reliance, you know, like, like those kinds of things, but like, also, Mm -hmm. if you want to look at it from a romantic point of view as well, like being able to being able to give yourself, you know, being able to like give give your love and, and like share yourself with somebody else means uh-huh. so much more if you have an actual self to give. For you know sure. what I mean? And so like if you are just building, if you're just a copy of this other person or like you are only one half of a person because you are not full, you're not fulfilled without this other person, then giving yourself is not, it, it doesn't, it's not as meaningful of that because you you are just this manufactured thing that you've created as opposed mm-hmm. to like actually standing on your own. You have yourself, but you want to share that with somebody that is much more meaningful in my opinion. So for sure, for sure. Hot dicks. I love this movie. Do you guys, do you guys think if you had access to this technology, do you guys think you would have been tempted to use it ever? Absolutely not. You don't think so at all? Not even, not even like. I think when I was younger, yes. Like I'm talking like under 18. Right. But not, not in recent years. But like, I also feel like there'd have to be like an age stipulation. Like you'd probably have to be over like 25 or something to like be able to like do something like this. Hopefully if it was like real, um, I definitely feel like under the age of 18, there was a lot of shit that I would have loved to erase. And like, mm-hmm. even as I think about it now, like would I want to release them, erase them. No. Would I want to erase the pain? Yes. But there's not a way to do that. And so I have to hang on to the memory and the pain so that I can like remember what it was like. Mm-hmm. And if I completely erase the pain and erase the memory, who's to say I'm not going to make that same fucking mistake again and put myself in that same position where I feel that same negative way. And right. unless I can learn from my mistakes and learn from where I've been, I can't improve myself. So oh, like as a younger yeah. person, I absolutely would have been just like, oh yeah, this is shitty and I don't want to remember it. And like, let's get rid of it. Like, ugh, I can move past it. Oh, I'm a boss. Like, ugh, I'm a queen. Like, I don't have to, uh, this is below me. But like, as it is now, like, no, like I'm, I'm getting older and I want to know where I've been. I love knowing what I've come from and like, sure. I've dealt with some shit. And do I like that? I remembered a lot of the bullshit in my brain. No. 
but I'm going to continue making better decisions and being a better person because I have those. My trauma doesn't make me a stronger person. I'm a very hurt person. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, I know what to do in the future if something happens similarly. Right. So yeah. like I'm not thankful for it. I don't wish that it happened. I'm not happy that it happened. I don't feel like a ha, I'm stronger now than I was before. However, because I've dealt with what I have, I can make better decisions in the future, hopefully. And I would not erase that for anything. Would you guys would you guys be surprised if uh Joel and Clem ended up just memory wiping again? No. No, I could see them both doing it again. Part two, but this time it's from Clem's side. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what things were like from Clem's side. Like, I, I'm, 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 I would love to see, you know, how, how that all shook out just because. Turns out Joel wasn't super nice. He was just super aloof and neglectful. Well, I mean, because, like, that's kind of like what I, th- that's what I assume, right? That, that's that's kind what of I like assume, how too. I, how, yeah, how, how I thought of it, you know, so. Again, yeah. why, which is why we have to like say a lot of like from what we see or from what's right. given mm-hmm. to yeah. us because we can't see the whole other side of this relationship. No, they right. both they both did a fantastic job, both uh, Jim Carrey and Kate. Yep. Mm-hmm. It wins yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I usually do not like Jim Carrey. Yeah. Well, this is like Jim so- Carrey. This isn't a Jim Carrey I movie. That's how me. I always tell people about really? it. It's like Jim Carrey Jim stars in it, but it's not a Jim Carrey movie. Not so me. too much. Are you an you an Adam Sandler kind of guy? Not particularly. Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, man, I hope you're not one of those people. Right. Like if you like Adam Sandler or Jim Carrey, like I don't know if I can trust you. But if, if had, like you're just not about either. Like if you had like, said whatever. you liked Adam Sandler over Jim Carrey, I would have wanted that memory yeah. erased. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I know it's. I know it's a hot take. Yeah. I also, uh, don't, I, if you, I also you don't... don't love Bill Murray. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I'm never doing it. Never doing a, never doing a like, podcast right. with you ever again. But yeah, that's <laughs> doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> good. 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 All right. Well, Dan, did you did you have fun coming back to the show? Yeah, I love being here. Oh, yeah, was there were there any other notes that you uh you had about the about the movie or anything else? No, my uh, just just my three points was um, the relationship compatibility, the repugnance mm-hmm. factor, and then um, just us doing a general discussion about memory wipe. So we cool. covered all the bases. So the only mind I'm eraser it. I'm interested in is the alcoholic the parts. Well, yeah, I was gonna do it do it more fun than that though. Yeah, well, your bit got stolen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just took the wind right out of your sails, my friend. I've had, I've had a minor racer. It. Um, All right, what's fucking in it, bud? I don't know what's in it. All I know is it got me wasted. <laughs> yeah. The only minor racer I'm interested in. I'm just going to cut everything out except for me making the joke. <laughs> the only minor racer I'm interested in is equal parts vodka, coffee, liqueur, and soda water. Hey, is that what a minor racer is? Yep. Oh, Cheers. pretty much a uh, white Russian, but instead of uh, milk, it's a uh, club soda. Interesting. Mm. Gross. Oh, God. Um, so gnarly. So vegan. Excuse me? Yeah. 
So it's no. a variation because it's not milk, it's club soda, right? It depends on the coffee liqueur because sometimes they have, you know, like sometimes the coffee liqueur. Okay, is. well, I tried. I, I, thought, I thought you were, Zell, yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were trying to get Turtle's attention. And instead of saying turtle, you said, <laughs> so vegan. I was like, oh, no, I'd call nice. him hey, over here, vegan. <laughs> I'd call I him like, a spriggan if it was that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'd be I, like us calling you hey sky rimmer <laughs> I, I hate it here I don't, <laughs> and i don't want to hear what mine would be yeah. i don't know i don't want to unpack that it's all good well, i'm having a, a bad self-esteem day so let's not go down <laughs> fair enough right. dan where can the lovely people find you what's your name on instagram uh it's uh premium space only dance or not Very space good. underscore Gotcha. premium underscore only dance you post a lot of uh like workout and uh yeah. workout and uh dog stuff workout and you're 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 pretty bulldog yes That's right Perfect. excellent excellent uh zell what about you oh actually slurp is next uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Leslie every monday wednesday friday 5 o'clock p.m pst tuesday thursday sunday uh between noon and two o'clock usually uh <laughs> i'm working on getting a better schedule for that in the meantime uh you can also uh buy stuff from my merch shop which you can find at designedbyhumans.com slash shop slash tater pig shop uh we get new stuff in there we'll have uh some 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 brand new designs in there coming up here shortly uh you can also catch me at twitch.tv slash turtle pig productions or patreon.com slash turtle pig productions or turtlepigproductions.com i stream tuesdays and thursdays at 6 p.m pacific standard time and on sundays at 3 p.m uh i uh slurp what else that's one of your plugs yeah, it's one of my points. Yeah. Hey, uh, like that's plug. just plug. Got him. On uh, your, your uh, dating. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I have other podcasts. I, I'm doing uh, Thank Pot for Cast Cars, an exhaustive look at the Fast and Furious film franchise. Uh, I'm also on the Castaltids, a podcast where we perfect po- podcast passion projects. And uh, we are reviving Bob Save the Queen. A, uh, it's a, I don't have a clever thing for that one again. Yeah, it's been like. <laughs> Seven years since we've did an episode, but we're, we're we're doing that one again. Fuck yeah, there you go. Well, excellent. Uh, Dan, again, lovely to have you here as always. Uh, come on back whenever you would like. And uh, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, guys. You, you do cool. know the uh, Zoom password and when we record, so I guess... <laughs> I, I guess, guess you could come literally any time that you want. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. That's, that's not me. I'm not going to be like that. You're not going to do a Dan over? Not gonna do a Zoom bombing with Tifa. Yeah, I, I just won't. VII. None of that. Literally, I'm not gonna do any Italy? of those things. Yeah, yeah, Italy. Yeah. Like you guys are busy streaming a episode with somebody else, and I just pop in. Hey, yeah. hey it's your boy, ragazzi. Come stai? Vaffanculo, puttana. All right, well, everybody, everybody, get a uh, good night's sleep and start your Monday off strong. Let's get work this tomorrow. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.